When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi Williams, and this is the South Carolina Sunshine Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. There is sunshine here at Kiowa Island. We wrote a story about South Carolina selling tickets using data, so you're probably thinking we're going there. But no, alas, no. Novi Williams and Sashnik taking it on the road. We're at Kiowa Island, and apologies. We're going to have to be opaque. We're hmm. going to have to be, <laughs> uh, let's just say, not, not the most transparent here because Sportico does put on what I will with 100% confidence say is the most exclusive, best sports business gathering of thought leaders in the world. What do you say? You good? Uh, you good I, with that description? I have no quarrels. No qualms with that. No, okay. no problem with that. We do not publicize. We do not look to capitalize in media or, or whatever. Um, but we do put together... A, an annual retreat of global thought leaders in sports business. As we say, we want to be the sports business platform for thought leadership. And we get together for a couple of days of discussions and networking. And it has been absolutely insane and productive uh, to see that, just say, well, let's say owners from various leagues and teams and bigwigs and billionaires all spending time together, uh, all listening to a, a cadre of speakers that is beyond compare. Um, you, you get a sense of where the industry is going, what these folks want to talk about, uh, how they can help each other. Sharing best practices uh, really is something to behold. Yeah, it's been really fun to to, to pick people's brains and, and also hear, as you're saying, the, the, the things that are top of mind for them. Two things stick out to me, Scott. I'd love to hear what, what, what you're picking up in conversation. Also, so much conversation here around AI and the various yeah. ways in which the, the massive steps forward that OpenAI and, and its product, ChatGPT, the massive step forward that that has taken, what the potential benefits are 
for for sports and 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 these people's businesses and also what the drawbacks are so trying to figure out what what is responsible what is the 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 safe way to to integrate some of these things is it better to wait a lot of conversations around that and then secondly scott the uh the banking situation right now top of mind for a lot of people as well the Silicon Valley Bank obviously started um, a fairly precipitous new era in 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 banking in the U.S. and everyone kind of trying to figure out, read the tea leaves about what that looks like. Uh, yeah, I will add to that. Believe it or not, the the RSNs hmm. people are still talking about media and what are some other franchises going to do? Not necessarily their own. You know, some are better off than others, but there is sort of this group think of how are we presenting our games. How do we move forward? What's the best path? What kind of revenue is involved? What's best for the consumer? What's best for the fan? Um, interesting conversations. But those those are three, I would say, top of mind things. I mean, not surprising because even if they weren't gathered, we know they were talking about these these sorts of things. But just to see the, appreciation, uh, the appreciation level these these folks have to be able to spend time, really just spend time because almost all of them know each other. Mm-hmm. And I keep hearing the same thing. Oh, of course I know, you know, whatever, fill in the name blank here, but I never really get to spend any time with, even at at meetings or league meetings or owners meetings, whatever it may be. And then to see them come together, uh, I'm going to see if we can get permission to use the one photo we took. Obviously, we're not going to put it out, but we were watching the Lakers game late last night and there were three owners watching the game along with us and to listen to their conversations, their observations, um, their needling each other, um, their take on what different things meant and why it happened both on the court and off the court, I thought was absolutely fascinating. I actually thought that if this sort of alternate cast was made available, not weekly, (laughs) <laughs> but that it could rival the popularity of Peyton and Eli just giving people a look that they have never seen before. Yeah, the one obvious caveat there being that Peyton and Eli do that when they know the camera's on, and it's very hard for anybody uh, to, to, to be that engaging and that and that raw in that setting. Um, but you're right. Yeah. Really, really interesting night that we had on, on, on Tuesday night. And, and Scott, this can be an easy transition if we want to move on after this, but a, another topic that everybody's talking about is, is the act is, is the, the franchises that are on the market right now. Yeah. Everybody wants to know what's happening with the commanders. Everyone wants to know what's happening with, with Ottawa senators. What, what is, are the nationals still for sale? Are they not for sale? What actually happened with the angels man, you another one, which we can get, get right into, but so much conversation about, the multi-billion dollar global sports assets in many different leagues that are currently for sale or have recently been for sale and trying to get a sense of, of what is actually happening, where those talks are and what that means for their league or their own business as well. All right. Let's say this is like election night, right? There comes a certain time and uh, that each network has to call a state for a particular candidate, Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm calling the district of Columbia and it's NFL team for Josh Harris. I've Woo! made the call. That's it. I'm, I'm making the call. I'm calling Look the commanders going to Josh Harris, of course, owns the Sixers or co-owns the Sixers with David Blitzer and the Devils. Um, 
Well, you got to have a lot of attention span to be able to deal with three professional sports franchises. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know some some struggle well, with one. Well, uh, lifelong dream Blitzer, for Josh Harris. Forget about three. Blitzer's got yeah, like well, Blitz twelve. Yeah, Blitz does even more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's let's bring in paddleball. Um, but I, I we've seen enough. We're hearing things that uh, like that that uh, lead us to to believe that Josh Harris will indeed be the next owner of the Washington Commanders. Um, it'll be, be interesting to see the final terms. You know, I think we ballpark it about, about $6 billion and what it means for the future of the NFL. And they got, they got another one done, you know, much higher price than the Broncos. But at what point do we get a point where private equity or private institutional capital comes in or... Is there some sort of search for an alternate way of financing the purchase of these teams that isn't sort of the straight up private capital? Uh, is there a creative way to assist with liquidity when it comes to franchises or assets that are now m- just absolutely mushrooming in valuation? This is a group that includes Josh Harris and uh, billionaire Mitch Rails, both of whom are worth over $6 billion. And that's not enough liquidity or cash to get, to get this deal done, right? There, there's going to be other people uh, involved in this group. Magic Johnson, less on the monetary side, um, but, but is also a part of this group. You're right, Scott, the, the valuations are soaring. There's, there's fewer and fewer people. The, 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 the most, uh, the richest person at least talked about in this sale, Scott, it was Jeff Bezos, obviously the third richest man in the world bid never materialized from what we understand. Um, but I think the most, it's a big call, obviously. This also just means that, that Dan is willing to sell, right? Or, or or saw the writing on the wall, whatever it is. There was a lot of question about Jeff Bezos and whether he was w- was going to bid. There was also question about whether Dan was going to go through with this process at all. And in that prediction you just gave, it sounds like you're also saying that, yes, Jeff is uh, Dan is, is, is no longer going to be the owner of this team when this process It's is- a whole lot of money to turn down. You know, it, it really is, you know, and nothing to stop Dan from turning around and trying to do something else in sports as we've seen, but that is a whole lot of money to turn down. And he has the headache of trying to get the new stadium, which would be an integral part of the revenue um, of the commanders moving forward. Uh, sometimes it's just better to, you know, kind of cut bait and be done with it. And it just got the sense that it was going to be difficult for him. I, I still firmly believe that if Josh, let's just say, hey, whatever, there's a wild U-turn here and and he holds the team and Dan Snyder holds the team, I still firmly believe the NFL will not move to oust him. Mm. Uh, especially what I, I we've seen the same mind. Yeah. With, with, with Bidwell in, in Phoenix. You know, Josh can point there and say, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on there? You, you want him on, uh, in, in being deposed under oath? You want some other owners being deposed under oath? I just think he's got a lot of leverage. Nobody wants that. Um, they don't want that public disclosure. So my, my, my guess will be that he will, he will ultimately sell the team to Josh, but it's not because he feared that he would be forced out. And if this deal gets done, Josh, Harris Blitzer, he's, he's a partner in Harris Blitzer, the, 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 the devils and the 76ers has been looking to expand his portfolio for quite a while now was one of the final bidders for the New York Mets when Steve Cohen got that deal done, was one of the final bidders for the Denver Broncos when Rob Walton got that deal done. Uh, Josh has been in the mix for some of the biggest, highest-profile sports transactions we've seen in the past few years, not on the winning side, uh, and this would cement that uh, that that expansion's got going from just the NHL and and the 
and 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 the basketball teams and a stake in in Crystal Palace to to owning a team now in the in in the biggest commercial league in the world in the NFL. Think about what you just said. Imagine being a bidder on an asset where you got to raise your paddle. You look over and there's Steve Cohen. Okay, I move on. Then you're in another <laughs> bidding situation. Wait, who's that over there raising the paddle? It's Rob Walton. Then, of course, we had the specter of Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is not this is not where you want to be in bidding wars. But uh, for whatever reason, I'm interested. Yeah, like, I, I wish Bezos would come out and sort of discuss the thought process, maybe waiting for the estate of Paul Allen to sell the yeah. Seahawks in mm-hmm. Seattle. That That does make sense. And maybe he knows something we don't know that, Perhaps it's coming sooner rather than later, and that's that's something he would prefer to do. But for now, he can just kind of chill out and watch the NBA and NHL playoffs and pick uh, pick the fun that he wants to watch in the other leagues, and we'll see what materializes from him in the future. So let's move on from 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 one sale to another, another many many billion dollar potential sale. Manchester United, one of the richest and and most popular soccer teams in the world. Been on the market for a while. Some news that you broke earlier this week, Scott. Uh, we have a deadline for the third round of bids coming in. And more more groups, two groups get a lot of attention in this process. Jim Ratcliffe and, 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 and the group from Qatar. But there's more groups at least still relatively involved in the process than I think a lot of people think. Yeah, and contrary to what had been reported, you know, I'm told that the folks at Rain. You know, offered feedback and guidance to all of the bid groups and saying, this is what the Glazers want to see. And that's what you need, right? You want to run a smooth process. You don't want blind bidding. It makes no sense. Yeah. This, is, this, is what, you know, this is what the Glazers want to see. This is what they want to hear. Uh, so yeah, we'll go to the end of the month. Uh, I am still shocked. I mean, uh, I shouldn't be, but I am still shocked at the amount of attention that goes uh, to these sale processes. The, the the fans of Manchester United will just absolutely ravenously devour any nugget of news regarding the sale of the team. And I think if it's a, a news nugget that implies that the Glazers will indeed go ahead and sell control of the team, that you know there's a bit of jubilation. Um, I don't I don't know if this would be or you know characterized as good or bad or indicator either way. But at least the process is moving forward. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good transition because it's another sports team where a lot of the team's fans would be very happy to see uh, see a different owner at the helm than the one that they that they currently have. I have noticed the same thing that you did, Scott, about just just the amount of fervor that news on this sale gets, and and to me, it is just a reminder that just how big global the fan base is for a team like Manchester United. Right there, they may not be as valuable as the. As as the Dallas Cowboys, but sure as heck, the Manchester United has more global fans than the Cowboys do, just by virtue of the the sport that that it plays, the, the popularity of soccer around the world. There are so many Manchester United fans, so, so many more than, than than care about the sale of the Commanders, or so many more that care about the sale of the of the Phoenix Suns. It, it really is a, a truly global sports franchise, and they're just not there are not that many, and, and none at that scale. Here in the U.S. Speaking of global sports franchises, this maybe uh, requires a value-add trumpet. But are you aware, Mr. Novi Williams, that you know many, many years ago, the New York Yankees were approached about purchasing Manchester mm. United? I did not know that. No. And yeah, the Steinbrenner family just decided, no, we want to 
focus on at least at the core. Yes, there are other investments that go along with the Yankees yeah. and Yankees Global Enterprises. But they were like, no, 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 we don't want to get distracted with with European soccer. So we're going to stick with the, with the Yankees. They did ultimately strike a marketing deal. I don't know if you if you remember this a marketing deal. I don't like, know. Uh, and it really, I mean, as far as a fan could tell, it struck me as sort of like Manchester United games on delay or, you know, a couple of days later or whatever it was and some t-shirts or, or MU uh, Manchester United sweatshirts and, and jerseys being sold at Yankee stadium. Like that was a, sort of like the, the epitome of, of the tie up. But I would guess if you knew then what you know, now something tells me the Steinbrenners would have availed themselves of the opportunity to purchase Manchester United, and then we'd have Red Sox and Liverpool, Yankees, Manchester United. I mean, think about the tie-up. What could, would you have a mixed hat like pinstripe oh, NY oh, with, the, yeah, with the Manchester United? <laughs> what's that going? Like, what's that look like? Looking and like Kelsey's mom out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, think about the opportunities on a global perspective of marrying those two brands and synergies of scale. Man, oh man. I mean, I guess we get a glimpse at it with, with Red Sox and Liverpool. It's not far off. Yeah, and, and the Yankees recently bought, a, albeit a minority stake, but bought into AC Milan. I, I do wonder if maybe the the fear of having missed the boat on on, on Manchester United. No, maybe, that's the Jerry Cardinal tie-up. Maybe you know, led Jerry, to that. That's the Jerry Cardinal okay. tie-up. Yeah, he's on the Yankees board. Yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. Either way, yeah, the Yankees after long after that process did did end up buying a, a small stake of a, of a fairly large uh, European soccer team as well. And by the way, I normally you get my segues. They teach up before. I was like, well, whatever. Bezos can watch the NBA and NHL playoffs. And you went right into the Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, I understand you're tired. Oops. Long days at the event. Long I got days. it. Swing and a miss or not even a swing. Just so I watch the fastball go down by the middle. That's fine. So what are you excited about? Um, we hear a lot of talk here from owners uh, about what they're excited to see in the playoffs and what they think is coming. Their prognostications. They get a good chuckle because it's almost like listening. Uh, they, they may be very wealthy and they may own these teams, but it still boils down to sports radio conversation. Yeah. Like even though they own the team, it's if you closed your eyes, you know, it's just it's WFAN, it's WIP, whatever the others are, the T, what is it? What's the TEM in DC? Give me some other sports radio stations. I don't know. But that I mean, that's what if you close your eyes, you wouldn't know it's the billionaire owner. It just yeah. sounds like any, any old fan calling in. Yeah, th so there's a few things I'm actually pretty excited about. One, I um, this is the first time I've actually kind of paid attention to the NBA play-in situation. I think it's actually a really interesting format, and I do wonder if a league like the NHL, which has ha had a similar setup to the to the NBA as of a couple of years ago, might also look at doing something like this, expanding the playoff to the the possibility of getting into the playoffs to two extra teams, creating these do or die games before the actual playoff starts actually does strike me as, as, as really interesting and smart business baseball has done or has looked at something similar and then expanded even beyond that. I think you got to give baseball real. I mean, I know we've discussed the changes. I really yeah. think you need to give Rob and the baseball owners credit. That is the sport most just tied to history and nostalgia. And they just said, Hey, we got issues. We got to, we need to make some bold changes. And they just went and did it. And there was some criticism, of course. Um, I mean, the size of bases, things seem to be going away. But the rules changes, the pitch clock, whatever. It was big. It was bold. They tried something. Here they go. I think they deserve a lot of credit. And, and almost unanimous support, I feel. I, I don't know a single baseball or semi-baseball fan that is not thrilled with the fact that games are now two yeah. hours and 15 minutes. You're and ready not for two the focus group of one? This is, yeah. this is how I know they did the right thing, Eben. That... The focus group of one, 
I think I told you this at the time, the World Baseball Classic, that there was like a little party of friends through for, for the final. Look at you yawning. Yawning during my, my, my talk time. Like, I love this. I love it. You're spent. Um, but the focus group of one went to a party for the WCB, uh, WBC final. He is you know on the Xbox playing, again, the show. Man will be the show, as he always did. Except now it's accompanied by coming downstairs and saying, hey, dad, put on the Yankees, put on the Mets, Go to MLB Network, see the highlights. Um, he, he's just sort of, you know, he's back to talking about the players and who did what. The, hey, Dad, did you see this? And um, pretty interesting, you know, and I don't know if it's just rules changes because, frankly, I don't think a kid age 13 notices the faster pace of play or that, the, you know, nobody's throwing over the first base. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe just the talk of it was enough to, to sort of kickstart something there to make him want to see it for himself. And that's what's happening. Him and his pals, they come over, they're, they're you know, sitting around, they just eat all my food and watch baseball. I also I also think that the, the games are more watchable now, right? Which is a diff- different than the, the idea of them being shorter. I think the actual gameplay itself, because the pitch clock, because there's more action in individual tighter snippets than there was before. I actually also think it just makes the experience of sitting down and watching a game, even if you're just going to watch one inning where the the length actually doesn't, isn't a noticeable difference. I do think there's also a difference just in the, how engaging it is to watch because there's another pitch way more, way much, a lot quicker than, than you would have seen last year. And now please allow me to editorialize, and I'm allowed to, yes, for the please. best playoffs in all of sport. The National Hockey League kicks off. Uh, we don't have all the matchups yet, right? As, as we, But I kept hearing uh, Devils-Rangers in round one. It's likely but not certainty, right? Likely but not certain. Uh, and what a, what a match both in the geographic and rivalry and also on, in a hockey perspective. Another one I believe that we know for sure is happening is the Maple Leafs and the Lightning which is another, I think, for, for hockey God fans, help, is another God help the Maple Leafs if matchup. they go out in the first round. Oh, man. Yeah, heads are going to roll, probably. But that's a tough matchup, right? You get the team that's been the, the most dominant hockey team for the past five years. That's not, a, that's not an easy matchup by any means. We had, we had a bet with our, uh, with our CEO, or I have a bet with our CEO, because I've been talking up the Bruins a whole lot, and I guess yeah. it's coming from other places as well, watching them play. So I don't remember what the bet was. Uh, maybe it's a lunch. I don't know. Your job? You no. Know, all of a sudden, he's going to win and tell me I owe him a thousand bucks. But um, he took the field, and I said the the Bruins cannot be beat. Like it's not even like one injury. Austin Matthews gets hurt. Ugh, really tough. Um, uh, Connor McDavid gets hurt. Forget about the Edmonton Oilers. I don't think there's that one person for the Bruins that if he gets hurt, that's it for the team, and that includes your, your starting goaltender. Right, and Linus Olmark, you, you can the, the the Vesna Trophy winner it, probably. Then you get Swayman coming in. They got great goaltending. They're a veteran bunch. They are deep. They are strong. I, I don't see how any team can possibly win four out of seven against that club. I think the argument, uh, the 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 most, because I agree that the, the Bruins have been the best team in hockey the entire season and they've been dominant. I think the argument. That, that I can see for, for Dick, our CEO side, is that teams that have been this historically dominant in the NHL 
have not done well in, in the playoffs. I don't think anyone who's been close to this good from a regular season standpoint has won the Stanley Cup uh, championship, at least not, a, not in a long time. So I think, I think he went sports wide. Teams I think that's that dominate the like that. Yeah. yeah in all sports, not just the NHL. Exactly. So, so I think that's the, the, the question. And, and you know, better than most, just how much of a grind the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs are. And and you're right that the the Bruins are insulated from not having a single player that is so incredibly critical if if, if he gets hurt. But yeah, this is uh the, the regular season is a grind and you go right into the playoffs and it's often the, the team who is most rested, the team who is clicking at the right moment that ends up on top of these things and not just the team that was consensus the best player the best team in the league for for, for so long during the season. All right. Well, I'll be watching. I don't know. Uh, I, I I'm just excited to see if it is Devils Rangers. I want to see that because you know, just the, it's it's exciting for the area and the Islanders are like they tried to give it away. <laughs> then the Penguins <laughs> lost, and then will they be in? I mean, I know about just the creating some drama. Listen. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just it's just creating drama. Anything on the NBA side you're really excited to see? You told me Suns play Clippers at that one set. That seems to be again. I'm not a basketball guy, really. It, the, the Suns Clippers first round matchup seems like the one that, that that a lot of basketball fans are excited about. Two of the better teams uh, in the West. We'll, we'll see uh, what what happens with the with the Lakers who who snuck in on or snuck in, but 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 won their uh, their first playing game. In a, in a pretty dramatic uh, game that was pretty rough on the eyes, Scott, that we watched on on, on Tuesday. They don't like turnovers? Um, yeah, exactly. I prefer my teams to be able to inbound the ball if possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so I'm not as I'm not as well versed on the on the basketball on, on the on the NBA side, but definitely more more excited about the NHL for sure. Oh, and by the way, we should note that Tony Petiti, right, leaving MLB um, for the Big Ten commissioner job, replacing Kevin Warren. I see this like Tony's a media guy. It makes total sense to me if you didn't have a media dealer and like the Pac-12 and you were looking for something, but the Big Ten just did its huge media deal and they bring in a media guy. Is it, I don't know, curious, but the antithesis of where they were. Yeah, it's, to, to me, this is uh, indicative of where college sports is right now from from thinking about leadership. Some of the biggest jobs in college sports have, have come open in the past couple years and almost all of them have gone to outsiders. The he, he Tony is replacing Kevin Warren who who came from outside of college sports. George Kleofkoff who took the Pac-12 commissioner job came from outside college sports. Um Charlie Baker who just took the NCAA job came from outside college sports. Brett Yormark who took the Big 12 commissioner job came from outside college sports. I this see a pattern. Industry that has historically uh really hired and promoted from within college sports now doing almost unanimously kind of doing the opposite. And I think that is again a a, a recognition that college sports is becoming increasingly professionalized and in that world why not bring in people like Tony, who, who spent a long time at Major League Baseball? Um, why not bring in people who are well-versed in the professional sides, whether it's media, whether it's operations, uh, whether it's something else? Why not bring in people that are, that are well-versed in, in that aspect of pro sports as well? That's why we bring you in, because you are so well-versed. He is... Eben Novi Williams on the Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. I'm Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick. Our producer is Matt Whitehurst. Thank you very much, Matt. Digital media editor is Cora Veltman. She loves it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. Sportico. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.